This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. Hey, what do you say? We, well, do a podcast, right? Princeton man, what's up? Oh hi Jerry. Yeah, I'm wearing a Princeton shirt, my alma mater. So a lot your of people alma mater, your ass. You a, lot of, cane. a lot of people are proud of where they went to school. I just happen to wear a Princeton you shirt did not right go now. To Princeton. Well if you did I maybe you would have one of those Princeton Columbia games I did for ten years. Oh no, I had not uh, I wasn't a big sports guy back then, Jerry. I was really hitting the books. No, you haven't hit a book in a decade. Hitting the books really did you hard. Did finish the Stern book yet? No. Did you start it yet? I did start it. Not interested? Or your uh, stuff you knew already? well, let me give you a quick review then, Jerry. All right. There's, uh, I believe, 19 pages of of him talking about how he came to this book. Okay. And then after that, it's it's transcripts of parts of interviews where he writes a little bit about why this person's interview meant something. Right. Then he does a, the transcript of the interview, then on to the next person. That's all the book is. Really? Yeah. Are you disappointed by that? Yeah, very disappointed in it. I mean, I knew what it I knew what the book was going in. What I'm disappointed in still as I've been disappointed as he has been promoting this book and even reading in the book is this idea that everybody he railed against that he then has since interviewed and now he loves everything and everybody and he puts down himself essentially from the you know 1990s right when he really hit his stride 1990s through the early mid 2000s and it's almost like uh oh, i interviewed um uh Rosie O'Donnell i was a total asshole to her in the 90s blah, blah, blah. but that's every one of these right. it's like he doesn't want to be the guy it's, it really seems like and through interviews like this is a guy who built his career uh, being a crazy person on the air, which we all enjoyed. And he talks about how he wouldn't let a guest talk. He was so worried about his ratings that he thought, if I give this person time to talk, people are going to tune out. Right. They want to hear him. And you're right. That would have happened. Right. You did the right thing. Now you're not you're not uh, driven by ratings because you're on satellite. So now if you want to talk to Kathy Griffin for the millionth time for an hour and a half, you're not worried about it because you're not driven by ratings. Because people are still paying. People are still paying. So you were right to do those things in the 90s. Like Made him who he is. That's what made you super popular. Right. Because guess what? We didn't want to hear from Richard Simmons. We wanted to hear you going crazy on him and asking him about sex and all that stuff. That's what we wanted to hear. Right. Because you had to keep it moving. 
he says, you know, I was worried about the guy in his car going to work. Is this boring? Is this funny? I was a yes, that was the right I, thing. Yeah. But he puts down that guy now that he was. Like he's had a come to Jesus moment. 100%. Mm. And I know, and he's said that that lifestyle he had, or that that uh, entertainment life he had, was very difficult on his three young daughters. I'm sure. And his first marriage, which he's We're divorced. Gendered. So he's like, I wanted to get, get, this book is for my daughters to give them something to be proud of. Right? So where they are in life because of who he was in the 90s, he's apologizing for. And it's like, look at this great book. I talked to, uh, you know, Madonna about how wonderful she is. Okay. Right. That's not for me, though. I'm glad I so, asked. Because yeah. I was going to buy it. That doesn't interest me. Yeah, and I, I'm reading it. I'm going through it because I'm hoping to get something out of some of the interviews. And right. some of the interviews were very good to me. Like, I, I enjoyed them. They're not all going to pertain to me so when i turn to the page and the next page is about the madonna interview i'm not interested yeah rosie o'donnell not interested kathy griffin not interested but like letterman seinfeld larry david i'll go back through those interesting because i got such stuff out of those interviews all right yeah so cool just bother me a little bit i can tell that he's because i love howard Stern. i know you do and how he upon then i got letterman going around doing interviews for his Netflix show. He's pretty much apologizes for the way he treated people in the 1980s. People are seeing the And end. 90s when he was terrific. They're trying to reconcile. Yeah. It's interesting. You I'm know, gonna, I'm going to go like that. This podcast, Jerry, in about another 15 years when we're, we'll be on year 20. 15 of this, years. Yeah. That would be something. I'll be like, Jerry, all those robot penis stories. I'm sorry. I was in a bad place mentally when I read those stories to you. There's no one in a better place than you. Oh, that's fair. Yes. I tweeted this the other day, and I'm curious your take on it because you've done some martial arts training. I asked, how long would it take me if I wanted to start today to get to become a black belt in jiu-jitsu? How much are you going to train? How often? That's what I'm asking. What, what, what does it take, Jerry? You train six days a week? What? What? Six days a week? Yeah. My goodness. All right, five days a week. You, yeah, you give can't me a do couple it like days you're weightlifting off. once a week. <laughs> uh, no, seriously. I mean, if, All right. I so will to tell train jujitsu. I will tell you, you know how in any workout program that you do, and it, this is no different, I don't think, in any workout program you do, the first day, you're kind of excited. The second day, it's like, ugh, going back. Yeah. The third day, it's like, do I really feel like going? But when you fight through the first week or so, something kicks in, and you almost become addicted to the – work out the fitness, the results, whatever it might be, and you're really you're left wanting more. I remember when I was doing this, and I had gotten this was right before I blew out my calf, which is when I actually stopped doing a lot of it. Um I had gotten to the point where I don't even remember what color belt I was. I mean to me a lot of a lot of that was based on the time you put in more so than your when you get skills. to the high belt level, that's when the skills really come into play. But I remember I had gotten to a point where I was going five days a week. And I remember we were at a friend's house. And the class I wanted to go to was at 7 p.m. And it was in, like, July where we had a lot of daylight. And we went to their house at 11 a.m. for the kids to swim. And I remember telling my wife, I'm like, I have to be out here at 545 because I got to stop, get home. I got to get my water, get my bag, and I want to be there by 10 to 7. And I remember getting home late and not making it. I, was, I mean, I was angry that I missed that night. So I think for you, you would do four, five, six days a week. Once you get into it, you seem like you're that type. I would think... 
If you did five days a week, I think within a couple of years, you would be like a badass. Really? Like a couple to, of years. All to right. Where you would know how to defend yourself. Right. That's what I want. To where Someone you attacks would have me on the street. Zero fear. Yes. If you got into, and I don't mean with weapons, but I mean if it was hand to hand. A brouhaha. I think you would, and maybe even less than two years. To where I remember with the grappling, not that I could do it anymore with my physical condition, but I remember doing that. I was doing that three days a week and kickboxing three days a week. I remember getting to a point with the grappling, like, I'm not saying I'm any big tough guy, because I'm not. I remember thinking, if I get you to the ground, you might knock the hell out of me before that happens. But I remember thinking in my head, if I can get you to the ground, I'm good. Now, I haven't done it in a few years. I don't even know if I could do it anymore. But, like, yeah, you kind of get that confidence because you're doing it over and over and over again. And then once you start sparring, and I did it with a guy who was better than me, and it was really friggin' hard. I remember the one time I got my leg wrapped around his his throat, and like it was like the, it was the most amazing feeling that I s- had him um, submission. Like it was great. So yeah, you could a hundred percent you could do it, but you got to do it. Right. You can't go once a week and think it's going to take. You know, in a month you're going to be a pro. I mean, right. it, it takes a long time. And the shape you will be in. Al, oh yeah. You will be ripped. To, I guarantee you, with, with the way you're you're starting out now, uh, since you don't eat. Um, I would guarantee you within, if you went, let's say, four days a week. Four days a week training jujitsu. You, you in four days a week, continue the way you eat. I'll bet you within three to five weeks, you would see a noticeable change in your body. Is that right? Yeah, 100%. Oh, you people better watch out. Once I learn jujitsu, come at me, bro. I will. Is jujitsu grappling and karate chopping people? I believe jujitsu is like a combination, like a hand-to-hand combat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd be so good at that! Throw people over my shoulder. I'd love to be able to like have some punk come up to me in a in a parking lot, get into an argument about something, and come at me, oh, and, and then I jujitsu him right in his ass, right in his ass, throw him right to the ground, and then grapple him. Yeah, him I think it'd be good for you. But then again, I know you're short on time. Oh no, wait, you have plenty of that, Jerry. I've got. A, I really only have nine hours a day where I can do stuff. <laughs> you know what's so ridiculous is that's so <laughs> accurate. Let me think. I get home at one, right? You don't get home. You get home at twelve thirty. Twelve thirty. One thirty, two thirty, three thirty, four thirty, five thirty, six thirty, seven thirty. To eight. Eight thirty is eight hours. You have eight hours. You legitimately have eight hours yeah. of nothing. I don't know where I'm gonna find the time. You're gonna cut down on your TV okay. and your Twitter and the Facebook and you're going to do something. Ju- do jujitsu instead. Yes, I have. I would say about I have about thirty free minutes every day. Thirty minutes. Yes, I could squeeze that in. Okay. Anybody out there that wants to give us some free lessons? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> jujitsu. I'm just kidding. I haven't done a Florida story in a long time, uh, Jerry. And I no, have we one haven't. Here. I have one for you. It's not that I haven't had them. Some of them have been so ridiculous they don't even. I, I can't. They don't even, even look do real. Them. Right? They don't even look yeah. real. This comes from uh, Naples, Florida. A Florida man, uh, 62 years old, uh, stripped naked and did what the arresting officer described as, quote, a strange dance at a McDonald's restaurant. He was naked at McDonald's? Stripped naked at McDonald's, did a strange dance, and was seen trying to make love to a railing. Yeah. What do you get arrested for? Indecent exposure? Let's see, Jerry. What does he get arrested for? Let's see. The officer warned him. Uh, he, I guess he had done other bizarre things at this McDonald's, and he was banned there. Okay. He was banned to go into the McDonald's. 
Uh, the officer said, quote, I was dispatched to McDonald's in reference to a white male wearing white shorts, taking his clothes off and doing a strange dance. The caller stated that they believed the male to possibly be on drugs. No. The man was doing this near the front door of the McDonald's. I would say he was on something. You don't usually just go in and, and do that. The male pulled his pants down and butt put them back on. The caller stated that it looked as though the male was trying to have relations with a railing. What's the weirdest thing you ever had relations with? Why my silk comforter. I'm sorry, excuse me? My silk comforter when I was uh, younger. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, me too. <laughs> He's charged with one oh count of trespass of property. Okay. He has a number of previous arrests, uh, including one just last month for battery. He's due in court to face that charge. Other arrests, he has breach of peace, drinking alcohol in public, and disorderly intoxication. Oh, so we know he was on something. And he's 62. Yeah, well, he's got a problem. He's got a problem. That guy needs the discipline of jujitsu. If he trained. Five days a week, jujitsu. Smacked in the face is what he needs. He would not be making love to a railing at a McDonald's. I would agree. He would have somewhere to go and somewhere to be. Do you have anyone in your life that pronounces McDonald's McDonald's? No. I do. Some of my relatives. You also call it Chick fil A. I did. I know. For a long time. But that was a complete ignorance. McDonald's? No, I never. Yeah. Wasn't that the name of it in uh, Coming to America? Uh, McDougal's. No, it wasn't McDougal's. No, it was... It was um, definitely not McDonald's. No, no, you're right, but it wasn't McDougal's. You're right, something like that. Yeah. Right. God damn, what was it? I think I have like an uncle that'll say McDonald's. McDonald's? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take the nieces nieces and nephews over to uh, McDonald's, get them some burgers. Let's see. Let's see if I can find this. I'm going to say it's McDougal's. It's not McDougal's. Are you sure? Fast food restaurant in Coming to America. It's not that. You're Googling that right now? Yeah. All right, I'll wait. McDowell's. Ah, McDowell's. That's what it was. How about that? Oh, look at that. And I guess because this one's coming out again. Mm-hmm. So the article that comes up is the the um, McDonald's that got selected to be the new McDowell's for the new movie because there's another one coming out soon. Coming Where's that at? That I don't know. I can go to a McDowell's. McDowell's. What would you call it? McDougal's? McDougal's. <laughs> oh, God. McDougal's. Jerry, many alert Twitter followers and post-game podcast listeners sent me this last, this next story I'm going to do. Okay. A tourist visiting the Willis Tower Sky Deck in Chicago. Okay. I was in Chicago. I should have done this. Well. I didn't. The protective layer of the glass edge cracked. No. The terrifying incident, according to this article, happened Monday on the tower's 103rd floor. Yeah, this is why this is too much. Which is the location of the deck that give visitors a panoramic view of Chicago and Lake Michigan. And Lake Michigan, visitors are encouraged to stand on the deck's ledge so that when they look down, they see the city below them. Yeah, no, I'm good. Glass, I, I, no, 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 no. Glass deck. However, when visitors attempted this on Monday, the protective layer that covers the bottom of the ledge shattered beneath their feet. Oh. Eyewitness explained to NBC Chicago that he was with his parents at the sky deck when he heard a boom. Wow. A woman and two children were on the ledge when it cracked. Terrifying. Yes. <laughs> 
Uh, this person who spoke with CBS Chicago says, quote, there was a woman with two kids and they just looked pale and scared. Yeah, because they were about to fall to their death. Because the floor just cracked. Man, I think I'd be paralyzed. Yes. No one was ever in danger and the ledge was immediately closed. Good. Yeah, of course it was closed. I thought no one was in danger. Why are you closing it? I went to... Uh, the Space Needle this past summer yes. in uh, Seattle, and they had just put in a revolving glass floor. I'm out. Gina was laying on it, taking photos. Good for her. I could not go on. I would, I would not, not step on I it. would not either. I remember we did the that revolving restaurant, A, at the Marriott Marquis we did with my parents a long time ago. but In New I, York City? They had yeah. That? Mm-hmm. And we did it in Vegas where it was, I don't know how many floors up. And it was neat. What was weird was how freaking cold it was up there when you went outside, but it was freaky when you go outside and you, oh, I, I hate heights. I hate Me heights. Too. I love flying, but I hate heights, if that makes any sense. Yes. Same here. Just, oh, and, and glass bottom. No, thank you. Yeah. Like I could even go in a helicopter. No problem. Yeah. I did that once. I don't know if I could do that again. Not a big I, helicopter I'm not. Guy. I'm really not. I gotta be honest. I could really use one next Saturday. You want a helicopter? Um, yeah, could use one. Could use one if anyone has a helicopter or knows jujitsu. By the way, CBS Sports Network is running. Did you even know this was a thing? Major League Rugby. Major League Rugby. No, now we have a team in New York playing against a team in San Diego in the semifinals, and the game's in San Diego. And while it's not a major stadium, the 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 stands, which would be if it was a football field, probably go from the thirty yard line to the thirty yard line, okay. are packed. Yeah, people love professional rugby here in America. Did you know we had a New York team? I was not aware of uh, that there was even a league. And CBS Sports, why am I not doing this? Right. Why don't they give a let us do play-by-play and color commentary for Major they League Rugby? They don't let us do anything. I don't know. Right. It's weird. We don't, nah, get I don't to do I, that's, but that's pretty cool, though. I'd even do this. I see on CBS Sports. See, the play-by-play guy, I couldn't do this. I don't know the rules. You make them up. And you're the analyst. You're supposed I'd to be actually the analyst. know all the rules. Oh, I'll be the color commentator. Right. You need to know the rules, though. Oh. You'd have to study them. All right. I think I could figure. I could think I could uh, study the really? rules. They also run CBS Sports Network when we're here in the morning doing our warm-up show. They're bowling. running um, college bowling. Yes. Yeah, they don't like us. That's got to have announcers on it, too. I think it's – of course it does. But I think in that case, I don't think CBS Sports Network is producing that. They're airing it. I don't think they produ- – I think they're producing this. That's what it looks like to me. Do you think they uh, – do you think there was a big battle for the rights fees for – Professional hmm. rugby in America. I don't know the That's a great question. I don't know the answer to that. Pretty cool, though. Oh, man, I'm running out of time. Yes. All right, I have two quick things then for you. Uh, number one, on Netflix, there's what I thought was a documentary by Martin Scorsese on Bob Dylan. Right, I think I saw a commercial for this. Yeah. It's not? Well, it's called Rolling Thunder Review. It's about Bob Dylan's tour in what the hell year what, was this? 68 Nin- or something? 1975. Oh, okay. But it's it's done like a documentary by Martin Scorsese and Bob Dylan. It's done like a documentary, but there are some fake things in it. Really? Yeah, and I'm out. I'm not interested. I don't want to hear that. Number one, Sharon Stone didn't actually have an affair with Bob Dylan. They, Why would you put that in there? They Photoshop a photo to make it look that way. Number two, retired politician Jack Tanner, who is interviewed in the film, is actually a Robert Altman character from a film. Fake. Filmmaker Stefan Von Drop, who's interviewed many times, is fake. 
I'm not interested in this now. No, I wouldn't watch it, actually. I was interested. Yeah, I would not watch it. I was highly interested. I don't know why we fool around with this stuff. If it's going to be either. a movie and phony, tell us. Right. Then don't make it a documentary. Right. I, now, And Bob Dylan's a fascinating guy. I want to see a documentary on I him. I would love a real documentary on him. Yes. It looked like they were following him around, talking to him about the tour. he's a weird dude. Yes. You ever watch him on 60 Minutes? No. no. Really? No, I never saw that one. Yeah. If you Google it, you can watch it. Gee, he's just... He's just an odd guy. Yeah. I don't, there's nothing else to say. Just say. He seems like a very unhappy person. During the traveling Wilbury years, he seemed somewhat normal. Okay. It seemed like he was having fun hanging out with other guys. I don't know that he's having fun anymore. And then there's another uh, limited series on uh, Netflix, which is a show. It's not a documentary. It's called When They See Us. It's about the Central Park Five, the five kids... Uh, Involved in the Central Park uh, jogger rape case from the late 80s. Okay. I think it was like 89. That's totally fugazi. As soon as I started watching the um, previews, I was like, this looks totally fugazi. And then I read articles about it. You know a real crime drama now. I know a real crime when I've seen one and those kids are guilty. Got it. They make it seem like, oh my gosh, we ruined these kids' lives. All right, Jerry, the warm-up program. Hey, have a great extended weekend. Oh, right. Oh, no warm-up tomorrow right because we are both out we're not solo monday without you now we're not doing stuff together tomorrow you and i we're just i happen to be out i have something at my school the last day of school for my son and i'm going to atlantic city right have fun for miss new jersey pageant enjoy yourself don't don't be naughty don't be naughty at miss new jersey yeah no cat whistles we don't need any breakups okay we don't need you going astray for New Jersey contestants. finding you in a closet with a Miss New Jersey contestant. Well, here's the thing. Behave yourself. Miss New Jersey contestants are in their early 20s, and I uh, look like a grandfather. Never stopped you before. Well, I will say this. <laughs> I'm kidding. I think as I got later in my 40s, that changed. <laughs> I think now women do not see me as a uh, funny, uh, dateable guy. Now you look like grandfather. <laughs> now I look like just the old guy. <laughs> I gotta go. All right, Jerry, warm up is next. We did do one today. See ya. Good morning, campers. It's the warm up show with Alan Jerry, the shortest show on WFAN. Hey, Thursday morning on the fan in New York City. Hey, what's going on, Al Dukes? Oh, hi, Jerry. I have a couple weird ones for you. All righty. I think you probably have, you write, you type this stuff out. I type out a show sheet, a list of potential topics, yes. Two things. All right. I want to know if they're on the sheet. Did you see that one of the girls from TSN up in Canada that was criticizing the women's team for their celebrating is receiving death threats? Death threats. I did, uh, I saw a headline. I did not read it. I think that's a bit much. And I not? did not put it it's on my list. Soccer. They were just killing them for celebrating. Yeah, but here's the thing. Death threats? Yeah, on social media now, because you have access, everyone's hitting people with death threats. You ever gotten one? Uh, death threat? Yeah. I did have a guy here one time that I would not put on the radio. And this was an odd one. He threatened to drown me. Which <laughs> To drown you? Yeah. Which wow. I thought first he'd have to capture me. Yeah, well, that's, then that's get a start. Then get me to uh, a water. Right. Well, some sort of water. A pool. A pool, yeah. an ocean, a bay, lake. An ocean. 
and then you drown drag you me. across the beach. Yeah, and then drown me. Right. That's that is a weird one. I did like get you know we have caller ID here, so I was like, mm, let me get this guy's caller ID just in case I do end up drowned somewhere. Right. Then you I can send a message. Yeah, I let Jerry know like this is the guy that threatened to drown me. And then the other one that I found interesting, and I don't think you would do this, but I actually in a weird way think you might. Not hockey, but maybe baseball. If you were in Vegas, did you see the story about the guy that bet on the Blues in January when they were in last place? He's a Blues fan. He bet them to win the cup. 400 bucks. Yeah. 250 to one. He's getting paid $100,000 today. See, I like the bet. I would not. There's no chance I would have bet $400. No, but I see you betting 100 bucks. 20 bucks. 20, that's it? Yeah. I'm going to risk $100. Right. That's a loser's bet. Yeah, but if you're in Most Vegas. Times. The money kind of flows. You really don't think of it as money. No, they say, Jerry, what happens in Vegas stays, stays in, in Vegas. Vegas. Unless you have a ticket that's going to pay you $100,000, oh. then it all goes back to Vegas. And you go back to Let Vegas and collect. This. If you were in Vegas for your bachelor party, yeah. assuming you ever had one, sure. could you see yourself putting 50 bucks on the Mets yes. in like May if they were in last place to win the World Series? Yes, I could do that. Right. That's why to me it's not far-fetched the guy did that. Right. Kind of cool. Especially hockey, too. I feel like every team makes the playoffs. So you get in the playoffs, you make a you run. Get, you get a hot goalie like Jordan Bennington. A hot goalie? There you, you meaning go. his looks or just right, he's, he's a doing, damn good looking guy. doing well? That's right. The biggest story I found yesterday, Jerry, was that uh, former NBA player and current uh, Memphis Grizzlies assistant, Nick Van Exel, yeah. has discovered iced coffee. He's discovered iced coffee. It's only been around for like ever. The iced coffee? Yeah, he yeah. is. Ticked off at friends, relatives who have been enjoying iced coffee and have yet to let him know about iced coffee. Now he's tweeting about iced coffee. He's enjoying iced coffee. Why is iced coffee more money than the regular coffee? Are we trying to do a Seinfeld what? show right now? <laughs> What's the deal? Uh, I don't know because you actually get less coffee. You get less the coffee. coffee. They say it takes longer to no, steep. No, it doesn't. You make, you make coffee, you let it sit, and then you pour it in ice. Right. It's fine. You could even, if you have a Keurig or however you make your coffee, just fill up a thing with ice and just shoot ice, uh, and red hot coffee into it. It ices right up. have a setting for iced coffee? Um, Mine does. I don't yeah. know what to do with it. I don't know either. Does it come out cold? No. I, no. What it, ha- what it does is it gives it a more concentrated, more coffee hmm. because they assume you're going to. Yeah, because they assume you're going to fill up with ice, which is going to take up. The other space in the cup. Yeah, most of the space. And we'll also water down the coffee. I got uh, a 16, 20-ounce cup from Dunkin' Donuts of regular coffee the other day. I bought an extra Hot one. Hot coffee? Hot coffee. Bought an extra one. And then I figured we were going down to my son's playoff game down in Tom's River on Saturday. I'm like, this will be perfect. I'll have the hot coffee in the morning. I'll buy an extra cup, two iced coffees. Got three of them out of it. Three iced coffees. Yes, out of one $2 cup of coffee. Because of all the ice. Yet if you go buy the medium iced coffee... 275. They also have a thing now called Nitro. They have iced coffee. Right. Now they put the uh, espresso in it? No, they have uh, iced coffee. They have. Who's they? The coffee people. <laughs> There's um, cold brew coffee. Right. And no, Rook has cold brew coffee, right? And Nitro coffee. Which is what? Nitro has more, uh, is like a beer on tap. It has that extra gas in it. And that it makes, makes it creamier. It taste different? Yeah, it does. It makes it a little bit creamier, Jerry. You don't necessarily need to add milk or cream. Right. But again, it's mostly ice. And you ought to try to go into a place and go, oh, some iced coffee. 
very little ice. Oh, they don't like that. Yeah, because it costs them money. Costs them money. That's right. Even though we're still paying more money for it. Right. Makes no sense. It's a rip-off, Jerry. That's why you want to own a coffee shop. Somewhere. Yeah, so I can start ripping rip people, people off. off. Absolutely. Nick Van Exel, by the way, is where Jim Rome got his nickname Van Smack. Because Nick Van Exel used to run Smack Talk when he was a player. Who's named Van Smack? What? Jim Rome. Did Jim Rome's nickname is no, Van never Smack. To Jim Rome. Is that right? No, because he's never been on in New York, right? Right. As what far about as I streaming? know, I don't stream anything. You're not a big streamer. I'm not. I listen to this radio station if I'm going to listen to sports on 101.9 FM. Yes. I'm not. A, I don't. For whatever reason, I'll stream K Rock out of LA. I've told you that. Yeah, you have done That's that. That's about it, though. Really? I don't, I don't stream sports shows. Do you I have don't. an Alexa? I do. You ever tell her to stream no, WFAN? No, what I use Alexa for. Temperature. The temperature, yeah. What's the weather? That is it. Hmm. It's a, for me, waste of time. I mean, it's, it's a, a waste. Cool, it's a it's a very cool idea. Yeah. The problem is I'm not technically sound, so it's like. Well, you don't have to. You just talk to it. Yeah, but I got to set it up. You do have to give it space. Like you have to say, like Gina talks so fast to it. She'll be right. like, Alexa, what's the weather? I go, no, you got to go, Alexa. Wakes it up. The machine wakes up. Yes. You see, you see the. The, the light go around. Then sure. you ask it a question. Once it's green, you know you got yeah. it. Yeah. I know you how that goes. You can just shout at it like a real robot. I mean, you can, and it will tell you, I'm sorry, I didn't get that. Hmm. I'm not finding anything here. <laughs> That's right. Kyrie Irving has split with his agent, and he wants to go to Rock Nation. I mean, he's going to go to Rock Nation. So does that mean he's coming to the Nets? Why? Because Rock Nation is Jay-Z's. Jay-Z has nothing to do with the Nets anymore. Yeah, but he's a fan. Well... Uh, you know Evan's going to be all of I guess he's a fan. I think Kyrie Irving's been coming to Brooklyn for a while now. Is that so right? I do think that this, whether it has anything to do with oh, it, I it don't does. know. But I do think Kyrie Irving's going to end up in Brooklyn. This is another step. And I, how about this? I think they're going to sign Durant. Really? I do. The injured Durant. I do. Who officially got the torn Achilles. Ruptured, ruptured Achilles. Ruptured and Achilles. it is a big difference for anyone who doesn't know. Is that right? Oh, sure. Rupture basically obliterates inside your leg. A, t- a tear could be, you could tear a strand. That's what I did. So if I said, Jerry, would you rather me tear your Achilles tear or rupture it? Tear it. You'd rather tear I it. I tore my Achilles when I was 14 or 15, and I was okay within two months. Is that right? Brandon Tierney from CBS Sports Radio ruptured his Achilles, and it was about a year. Like, it's a bit, it's. Was he able to do shows? I don't know. It was very difficult to walk into the studio. I see. Is that really what you're thinking about? <laughs> And uh, Mama Durant. She was on Good Morning America yesterday, I think. Yeah. To, to Wanda. Wanda. Right. But her Twitter handle is Mama Durant. Oh, is that true? Yeah. And she said th- uh, this of the medical staff for the Warriors. Quote, they share responsibility for him playing. Well, oh, everybody no. shared. Well, that's what everybody said. They oh, all no, share responsibility. But oh, they Steve did say Kerr that? Said, it's, it's on everybody. Oh. Because it didn't work out. Because he got injured. And injured worse. I wonder if Mama Wanda. Durant, Mom, Wanda, Mama Durant is going to sue the medical staff. I would. Why? The Lawsuit. $150 million he's still going to get isn't enough. So, I, by the way, sue them for what? If he signs hmm. a max deal. Max. Which he's still going to get. What are we suing him for? If I was Mama. Lost wages? Nope. Can't, it can't be that. If I was Mama Durant, I would call up. Uh, whoever is the owner of the Warriors. The Warriors had one owner who cried and another owner who the GM. shoved an opposing player. That was, yes, a minority owner, yeah. I would call up and I'd do when they'd answered, I said, may I speak to the Warriors owner? When he picked up Warriors owner, I'd go, 
Salino and Barnes, injury attorney, 888-2020. That would be a warning to the Warriors that someone's going to come a-knocking on your door for a lawsuit. That's right. Are you all right today? Yeah. (laughs) It's my Friday because I'm off tomorrow. (laughs) Trust me, everybody knows. You're telling everybody. (laughs) I'm going to Atlantic City, and I realized, uh, one, I don't really drink uh, alcoholic beverages anymore. You don't gamble. I don't gamble. And if you look at you, you don't eat. (laughs) Oh, I'm eating. My parents were there last night. I know. I called them. You sure went yesterday. You could have hung out with mom and dad. I called my mother. I go, what do you do in Atlantic City? They're doing what older people do. They're spending time out of the house in D.C. And they got great weather as opposed to what you're going to get today. They went to a comedy club. Great. I hope they didn't sit them in the front. Now, would your parents get just stupid drunk? No. Not at all. They don't drink either. Hmm. I don't think they gamble. Wow, boy, the apple doesn't fall far, does it? Is your da- and is your dad emaciated? <laughs> You're going to get there late out because of the softball game. Oh, that unfortunately will not be able to make Here's it. Here's the thing, Jerry. No excuses. <laughs> <laughs> and my mother goes, oh, also we're going out to dinner. So I thought they'd pick one of these fancy restaurants. Now, would they go to dinner like you at 4.30 or would they uh, go to dinner no, at 7 no, o'clock? No, they're like a 6 o'clock okay. dinner people. Uh, Hard Rock Cafe. Good for them. <laughs> What's so funny? We went to the Hard Rock Cafe in Atlanta. Right, but they have they have so many. The Hard Rock themselves have so many beautiful. But they were at the Hard Rock Hotel, right? So you go to the cafe. I guess we have to take a break. They probably want to look at Elvis jumpsuits when we come back. Ricky Nelson. They're not in Vegas. <laughs> All right, when we come back, uh, he's got one more story than Boomer and Geo on the fan. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. Here we go. Blues beat the Bruins 4-1. They are Stanley Cup champions. Warriors and Raptors. Game six later tonight. Surgery for Durant. He had that yesterday. Yankees in Chicago tonight. We'll have it on the fan. you got the Mets taking on the Cardinals, who got smoked by the Marlins last night. Jacob deGrom to start tonight. What else? And the Yankees face Ivan Nova. Ivan Nova, yes. He used to be on the Yankees. Yes, he did. I completely forgot about that guy. He went to the Pirates first. Yes, the Pirates. Yeah. I do, um, I do on my show sheet the night before, Jerry. I'll put up put the pitching matchups. Yes. I was like, Ivan Nova. Now, I'm going to ask you a question, not to be a jerk, but All to right. make a point, because I was talking to Harris about this This sounds before. like a jerk move's coming. No, no, but it's it kind of goes to the point about how we really don't watch unless it's here. Yes. you have any idea who Lucas Giolito is? I do not. All right, so he's pitching for the White Sox tomorrow night. All right. Nine and one with an ERA of 2.2. Yeah. He's one of the best pitchers in baseball that no one's probably ever heard of around What's here. his name? Lucas Giolito. Lucas Giolito. Never heard of you. Right. No, but that's my point. It's yeah. like you wouldn't think, especially the White Sox, you know, they're up and coming, but they're not very good. You know, they're not a great team. Do you think White Sox fan know, know who Jacob deGrom is? No, no idea. <laughs> Never <laughs> See, heard certain of him. guys cut through, Jerry. Never heard of him. This Giuliani guy, though, that you're talking about? Giolito. Giolito. Right. He's got to, like... Maybe we'll see him in an all-star game. He might win the Cy Young. We might see him in the Cy Young uh, at the end I of the year. I think he'll be in the all-star game. He might oh, be he your will. starter. Ooh. <laughs> Nine and one with an ERA at 2.2. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. Yeah. Would you take Ivan? Ivan. Is it Ivan? Nova? Ivan. It's a Yankees box office blitz Thursday.